Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hi, everyone. It's March, and I know many of you are working on your goals, but sometimes it's hard to stay productive. So I'm super excited to introduce you to my guest today, Brittany Dixon of Brittany & Co. She's a podcaster, business strategist, and productivity coach. She helps highly driven creative entrepreneurs implement self-care, back-end business organization systems, and accountability into their businesses. She specializes in helping her clients manage the day-to-day business by working smarter and not harder. Business owners didn't start a business to run a business, but operations are essential to growth, and she helps to document and refine their business process to allow the businesses to run more efficiently and grow. I cannot be more excited to have you on today, Brittany, as this topic is so relevant. So many business owners start a business because they want the freedom from corporate life, and then they create a business with no freedom. So I'm so excited to have you on. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Great. Well, let's dive in. Um, So you have been a business coach for a while, and you do have an interesting story. And I'd love for you to share, because we talk all about bold goals here on the podcast, and you have a journey from having a low income to a six-figure business in 14 months. How did you do it? How did this become your goal? And what do you attribute to the success? Tell me all about it. So yeah, I actually grew up in a low-income family and um, really never had any entrepreneurship in my family or my background. I worked in hospitality for a while. I was actually in the wedding and event planning space. Um, I did that for about five years and worked for a corporate restaurant doing that. Um, There was some influx happening and I actually decided to kind of start this side hustle. I've got twins at home. So um, I've always been this type A organized person and like 16 year old with color coded binders and labels and post it notes and all the things. Um, so I thought that I could help organize other twin moms' houses as this like side gig. <laughs> so I actually started that in 2015. And then there was a lot of corporate shifting happening at the restaurant that I was working at for the event planning job. And essentially I didn't fit into their corporate box any longer. So I actually got let go, um, ended up becoming an accidental entrepreneur and essentially taking that side hustle and turning it into a full-time thing. I had no idea what I was doing running a business though. So essentially when I started, I was like flying by the seat of my pants, had no clue, ended up hiring a business coach. And she's essentially the one that helped me get into this online space where she was like, oh, instead of going and physically organizing houses, you could totally teach the principles of productivity and systems and organizing for businesses. And I was like, 
I have no idea what you're talking about, but I really like the sound of that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, then I kind of transitioned into the online space in 2017 and have kind of grew from there. Um, and then really once I kind of got my footing and got clarity around what I was wanting to do and who I was able to help, uh, I just saw so many business owners getting stuck in their own way because they didn't have any kind of organization to run the business. They were good at what they were good at, but they weren't good at running the business. So once I figured out that was my sweet spot, I was able to really scale my business pretty quickly. Uh, I did a lot of one-on-one consulting. I started a group coaching program. I started a podcast and I was really just able to leverage my time more. So essentially the short version of that is I went from organizing events to organizing houses, to organizing businesses. And here we are. I love that. You know, so many times we jump into goals or become an entrepreneur and we don't know the whole path. We don't have the blueprint, but we know that we want to do that. Yeah. And I love your story about how you kind of fell into it using your sweet spot. And you, you now you're a six figure business owner, which is awesome. You did that in 14 months and you sought out a coach. And I think many times women and entrepreneurs, they think they're really good at whatever they started their business for, but this idea of having a coach and somebody to help you through the process applies to many of our goals. You know, sometimes the big things that we want to achieve in life, they're not easy. And when we work with others who have done it before or have kind of paved the way it it does. It doesn't make it simple, but it does make it a lot easier. So I love that you're really in your genius zone now helping businesses. I love that story. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely had to have a coach. Um, I, I just, it's the shortcut. It's not, like you said, it's not easier. It's still difficult. You still have to do the work, but that somebody has had that experience and is a few steps ahead of you is so, so helpful. Absolutely. And A lot of people out there may be thinking, well, I can't afford to hire a coach. That's okay to put together a development plan. There are plenty of people out there doing podcasts, writing books. It's not about just grabbing the popular book, though. It's really putting together the plan so that you are able to learn what you need to learn in order to get where you need to go. So you can do it yourself. You just have to be intentional about it and what you need to learn. I love this. So I know that you spend a lot of time with entrepreneurs talking about how to be more efficient, how to get things done. And you have this three P's of productivity. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you work with people to be more productive? For sure. Um, So this is my kind of signature end of day routine. And it's a little bit different just because I feel like most people try to plan their day. Like everyone wants to have the perfect morning routine and like to get started. And this is really what this does. You just do it at the end of the day to prep for the the next day that's coming up so that you can be proactive instead of reactive. So the three P's of productivity, those things stand for process plan and prepare. Um, so I'll kind of walk through each one of these. And this is basically a like 30 minute routine that I do at the end of my day to get ready. Um, so that I'm really set up for the next day for success. So 
The first, first thing I do is process. So that really means going through all the notes that I've taken, cleaning off my desktop and all the screenshots that I've taken or downloads that I've had. Um, it basically like you're taking everything that's happened from the day and just processing. You are looking at your notes and if there's any kind of action items, you make sure you put those somewhere that you know it's a to-do. If it's something that needs to go on the calendar that you make sure it gets put on the calendar. Um, if it's something that like you need to follow up with somebody, basically anything that has action tied to it, that has been taken in your notes or on your sticky notes, you want to make sure that that goes somewhere so that things don't slip through the cracks and get forgotten. So I really just process the day. I'm like, okay, that eight hours went by very quickly. I did a lot of stuff. Let's make sure we're not forgetting anything. The second piece of that then is to plan the next day. So I have a full like weekly planning routine, but we all know you can plan the perfect week. Monday comes, we knock over the domino and the whole thing is just like completely blown up. Right. (laughs) So at the end of my day, I really recalibrate and make sure that the plan for the next day is still intact. And if it's not, I make adjustments. So I'll look at my calendar and I'll see which appointments I have. I make sure I've added buffer time to anything, or if I have to drive somewhere, making sure I add drive time to my calendar. And I'm really mapping out my meetings for the day, but then looking at my tasks and filling in the gaps. So if I've got gaps between meetings, I'll make sure I buffer time, but I'll also then put the tasks in that I want to work on. And I'm essentially like creating a roadmap for the following day. So that's really planning is making sure that you know what you're going to work on the next day. And then the last thing is prepare, which sounds a lot like plan, but for me, preparing is making sure that I have all the materials I need to execute the plan. So if I'm recording a podcast, I make sure I have the outline for that. If I'm having a client call, I make sure I have bullet points of what we're going to be talking about or working on. If I have a call with my students, I make sure I know what we're going to be talking about. So preparing is really just making sure you have the materials ready. Um, And also within this process, it's charging your electronics, cleaning your desktop off, that kind of thing, and just really making sure that you've reset for the next day. I love this. I love the idea of planning, of doing this in the evening. And I think you're right. So many people set these habits in the morning yeah. and that's great to get off to a great start, but it's the reflection of how did the day go? What do I need to tie up loose ends? And I don't know about you, but I've looked at some of my clients' calendars and they're back to back to back meetings Yep. <laughs> and there's no time in there to actually work or tie up the loose ends from the meeting. They'll have a meeting about, yep. you know, doing something and there's a bunch of action items. And then it's like, when are you going to do that? (laughs) Yeah. It was when I put this routine in place at the end of the day, it's when I started seeing less stuff slip through the cracks, less like putting out fires, less being really reactive and like, Oh gosh, let me go do that. Let me go fix that. Let me go throw that place into my calendar so that I can work on that. Um, and it really, at the end of my day too, because I'm wrapping it up and like, closing things down. I know I still have a hundred tasks to do tomorrow, right? Like we all have so much going on, but I know that it's in its place. I can shut the computer. I can not think about it until the next day. And then I can hit the ground running when I sit down. I just, I saw too many entrepreneurs starting their day at 9am and planning their day when they started. And then all of this stuff comes in at you. You've got people that are reaching out via email. You have team members texting, you have whatever this is, right? And everything just starts coming at you. And you then it's like three o'clock and you're like, wait, I haven't even started work. (laughs) And then it's this vicious cycle. 
Yeah, so true. You know, I heard this idea on somebody else's podcast, and I actually adopted it when I worked in corporate America. And they had this um, concept of, you know, if you set a meeting for an hour, the meeting's going to take an hour. If you set it for 45 minutes, it's going to take 45 minutes. And there was this guy talking about how he starts every meeting that is 45 minutes at like 1015. Or if it's a half hour, he'll start it at um, 1045. And I was like, that's interesting. That just feels weird because then it's 1045 to 1115. And I asked him, I said, why do you do that? And he said, because there's this natural thing that happens when you come to the top of the hour that makes people want to close up conversations because usually they have another thing. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So he's like, so if I schedule it from 1045 to 1115, people naturally will start wrapping up about 11. Oh, that's genius. (laughs) And he's like, and then it might not even take that long. And I just love that because he's like, then the meetings don't take as long. And, you know, and then he's like, I have a buffer of 15 minutes after my meeting to finish up anything planning and and putting it on the calendar that I need to do. So I just, I love the end of the day wrap up. And I think one of the things that I really like about it is you can set and end when your day ends. So many entrepreneurs are working like eight in the morning. They get up at six with their kids and they start work. And then at 10 o'clock at night, they're still working. Yes. Yeah. And so many of us started a business for freedom, right? Like that's, we're like, oh, it's this whole freedom thing. We get to do what we want whenever. And then most entrepreneurs are working more than they would at a nine to five. (laughs) We don't want that. Uh, 24-hour day operations. Yes. So um, so you have this days by design method, and I'm assuming that one of the parts of that is the three P's of productivity. It but is, yeah. talk, talk to me a little bit about how you design your days so that you don't end up getting in reactive mode and at three yeah. o'clock saying, I haven't even started. What's, yeah. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So, um, it's really, there's kind of multiple parts to this, right? So to be able to create the day that you want and to really design your day, how you want to spend it, um, you have to first look at your lifestyle by design. And I think a lot of people, especially business owners will start with the business side. And I challenge you to start with what you want your lifestyle to look like, because honestly, if we think about it, we're in business to create the lifestyles we want and to be able to impact people. Um, so really looking at your lifestyle and what you want. So I kind of break this into multiple parts, but, um, you want to look at what you want family stuff to look like, right? So for us, my kids, my husband, we like to play board games and we, this year, because we realized we were never doing it. We put it on the calendar every single Thursday on reoccurrence. Now, are we going to play board games every single Thursday? Probably not, but we've at least been intentional and put that there. Right. But then you also want to look at your financial side of things. What do you want your lifestyle to look like from a financial standpoint? What about fun? You've got fun and entertainment and travel. Like, what are these things that you want to do in your life that you want your business to let you basically have the time for, right? Um, fitness. 
your goals and health and working out your fulfillment. So personal development, listening to podcasts, even just friends and relationships, right? Like you have to create this lifestyle and look at what you actually want. Because I think what a lot of people do is we are basically trying to cram all of this stuff in, but we haven't planned for it and we haven't put it on our calendar and we haven't been intentional with time. And then we try to cram the business stuff in too. And we run out of time very, very quickly. So really looking at that lifestyle that you want and starting to add those reoccurring things into your calendar, starting to create habits, starting to create routines around those things that you want in your lifestyle. I love this idea. I think so many times entrepreneurs, well, everybody, they, they come up with their goals. They come up with their things that they need to do, but they, they don't really get intentional about their life. And they don't tie action to it. That's the thing I see, especially, I, I know you said you guys have been talking about goals is that we all set them. We all write them down the big dreamy things that we want and things we want to do and the routines we want to create, but then it kind of stops there. (laughs) And if you don't tie the action to it by putting it in an alarm or putting it in a calendar or putting it in a habit app or whatever that looks like, you're not going to do these things because we get busy and we fall into habits and old routines, right? So we've got this lifestyle stuff that we want to look at, but then we, then we can do the business stuff, right? Then we can say, okay, now I've blocked everything out from a lifestyle perspective on my calendar that has shrank the amount of time I have to run a business rightfully so. Right. Um, so now what are those business things that have to happen? You're going to have to do marketing that needs to go on your calendar. I see so many entrepreneurs that do not put time on for marketing. So they fill their entire calendar and yet still have to do the marketing. So then that's when they start working 17 hours a day. You also have to put admin time on because you've got to run your business. So that needs to go on your calendar. And when you start doing this and putting it on your calendar, you see how much time you actually have, because then we're like, I want to start a podcast and I want to run a group coaching program and I want to list goes on. (laughs) Um, But if you can actually start putting these things in your calendar, instead of just putting them on a list and not blocking out time, you can see how little time you actually have to take on new projects. You know, I love this. I used to, I used to say, if you ever wanted to rope me into anything, ask me during the summer because (laughs) I'm the least busy during the summer. So I noticed that people were asking me to chair these big things that were busy in March, but they would ask me in the summer, I'd say yes, because I was bored. And I then would, in March would roll around and I say, why am I doing this? This is the busiest time of my year. And I think it really comes down to you use the term like you used to in high school have all these color coded stuff. I I think it really comes down to thinking and planning everything on your calendar. I like to color code my calendar. So one of the things that I do. (laughs) Yeah, I, I figured you probably were that type, too. I color code everything that is um, actually making me money in green. So not just posting on social because that's marketing, but, you know, it's something that's actually making me money in green. And anytime I'm learning something, it's yellow. And it's a great way if I were to incorporate your three P's at the end of the day to say, where's my time going? And is it going to the things that drive the most impact or not either in business or my life? And 
I, I just yeah. love that because it brings it to life and it shows me exactly where my time is. And then I can make adjustments. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this whole days by design concept, right. It's like, we are creating this lifestyle we want. Like for me, our family, we do camping all summer. So I know for my podcast that we're not going to record podcasts during the summer. So I can then plan better, right. Because I've got that lifestyle design that I want. I can now plan the podcast and the business side and the coaching side better. Um, if I have mapped out all of this on my calendar and see how much time I actually have, I can be a lot more intentional with my decisions when people are asking me to do things. So just like you said, right? Like I can see, oh, I actually don't have time for that because I've blocked out time for all of these other things. And then I think it really just comes down to routines. So putting those routines in place, morning routines, end of day routines, your monthly planning routines, your weekly planning. But if they're not on the calendar, your calendar is going to fill and you still have to do these things to run a business. And that's why I see so much hustle in the entrepreneur space and people not being able to get to six figures is because they don't have the systems in place to keep them in, in check with their time and their calendar. It Honestly, all of it comes down to time management. It really does. It's like back to the basics managing your time, knowing what you want and setting intention around that, because then we can create the other systems to, to run the business. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I, I think many times we plan the big things, like I'll use yes. a vacation, for example, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to go on vacation. So we're like, okay, we'll get the hotel, we'll get the flights, we'll block off our calendar. But then we forget about oh, I need to get my hair done or my nails done. I need to get my kids' haircuts. I need to yep. go buy clothes for my kids because they don't have swimming suits or whatever. And all those things, as you mentioned, you're going to fill up your calendar and then all those things still need to get done. So when we're actually planning the vacation, it's really about planning the whole thing and then planning time before and after to recover because so many yes. people take a vacation, they come back and then two days later, they're like, I need a vacation. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am a huge buffer time person. So anytime I'm on vacation, I at least have to do the day before and the day after any business conferences. I definitely do the day before and typically two days after because you're processing a lot of information. Um, but even just blocking. So back to lifestyle design, right? Blocking off Fridays for me, I literally went through the entire calendar and just put it on reoccurrence that I blocked off every Friday because a piece of my lifestyle design that I want is to have a three-day weekend or the ability to have a three-day weekend every single weekend of the year, right? So like knowing that I can block the calendar off and not let things fill in. If I just say that and say, oh, I want to take three-day weekends every weekend, but I don't actually block it. I'm an entrepreneur and a client asks me, Hey, can you do a Friday meeting? I'm going to be like, yeah, of course. Cause you're paying me. <laughs> but if I block it off ahead of time, I can say, you know what? I'm actually not available on Fridays, but let's do a Thursday. Right? So it's really just being more intentional, but until you know what you want your lifestyle to look like, then trying to put the business stuff in on top of that, you're going to run out of time real quick because we all have other obligations. And so if somebody were to put together a lifestyle plan, you mentioned like playing games with your family, yeah. what type of things have you put on or have you worked with clients to put on a lifestyle plan just to get yeah. 
you know, the juices flowing to think about. For what sure. That really yeah. Is. So I, I had talked about those six, I call them the six F's within that, right? So family, financial, fun, fitness, fulfillment, and friends, um, had to fit into the, the F's. So friends is like friends and relationships. Fulfillment is like personal development. Fitness is obviously like self-care and health. Um, and then fun is like entertainment and travel, but really looking at each of those areas of your life. And I didn't invent this, right? Like there's a whole wheel of your life kind of thing. <laughs> it's a play on that, but really looking in each of those areas. So like for family, I really want to make sure that we're doing game nights. I want to make sure we're doing like a monthly family meeting and check-in of like projects that need done around the house or, um, and that kind of fits in that too, like family and home. Right. So we have a couple of projects that we want to and do that we need to plan for. Um, looking at the financial, how much money you need to bring in. If there's debt that you're wanting to pay off, how are you going to do that? Um, if there's different things you want to do as far as savings or things like that, like looking at that bucket and really seeing what you want to do. And then um, I, from a fitness standpoint, right? Like your morning routine, does that include the working out? I had a lot of things on there, like making sure I drink water, enough water, making sure I eat lunch put lunch on my calendar. I literally put lunch on my calendar every day because I realized I didn't have it on there. So then I let calls book and then I wasn't eating and I wasn't taking care of myself. And then I got to dinner and I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I so hungry? <laughs> so simple stuff like that. Um, and then from personal development standpoint, I put a goal on mine for the fulfillment side where I, anytime I'm in the car, I'm listening to podcasts versus like music or things like that. I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Um so it really is just the things that you want out of life, but really mapping it out and then saying how can I put it on the calendar? How can I attach action to this so that we don't get to the end of the month after we've set all these giant goals and we're like we got nothing done. I see too many people that they have the same goals year after year after year and they like are never reaching them. And I want to help fix that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think one of the things that happens is that at the beginning of the year, we get really excited, we set goals or resolutions, and then we're like, well, we'll do that by the end of the year. And so it ends up taking up all this time. Yep. And then at the end of the year, we, we haven't moved forward. And when people reflect on that, what really happened is life gets in the way. And that could be kids, it could be whatever, your job. And Many times it's email. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I mean, I can tell you, I get a lot of email and sometimes email, which is everybody else's priorities is what's stopping us from working on our priorities. How do we handle this beast of email? Oh, yes. Um, Email is probably the biggest thing for so many entrepreneurs. Um, the first thing I will say is you cannot have your email open all day, every day. Like it, we are creatures of habit. And when we see that little number at the top or a new email come in or a new notification come in, we want to look at it immediately. Uh, I will tell you, I've done a couple experiments where I just completely shut it off and did not look at it for two days and nothing happened when I went back in, <laughs> like nothing burned down. My business was still running. Like there's hardly ever anything in there. That's completely crucial. If you're at that point, you probably need to set some boundaries with some clients or some team members. If things are super crucial when you go into your inbox. Um, but the first thing I would say is like, you cannot have your email open 
24 seven. Like I only check my email two to three times a day and I go in, I do my thing, I delete, I file, and then I get out. Um, that's, I think the biggest distraction is having that open constantly. And it's everybody else's priorities. I know yes. when I used to, when I used to work, I had a large team and I would get up in the morning and check my email and it just derailed my entire day. And so then at one point, going back to designing your life, I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. And I went in and I told my team and I said, Hey, you know, I know we start at nine and I'm going to check email at 1030 every day. And they were like, wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) And I said, so if you need me, if it's a true emergency, you know where to find me. And I would go in and I would work on something that was the most important to me. And that feeling really, really helped me fuel my day. And I realized I also showed up better because I wasn't bogged down by all the things, you know, I wasn't brushing my teeth after I just read Bob's email about some report he wanted. And right. <laughs> my joke was, Bob, I don't want you in my bathroom at my house. And oh, he I was like, it. wait, what? And I was like, I was inviting you into my sacred time to get right for the day. And yeah. um, so it was so freeing when I stopped checking email and people always ask, like, well, were people worried or anything like that? I was like, the reality is if, if it was an emergency, they found another way to get a hold of me. And in reality, email probably wasn't the best way in the first place. Right. Yeah. And that's what I said. If, if you're going to your inbox and you do feel like you're having to put out fires or that if you close down your inbox, like your whole business is going to burn down. We have some other issues like boundaries with clients, um, boundaries with team. Actually, my team does not email me. And if they do, I get really worried. We do all of our team communication within Asana, within the tasks, uh, because I don't need that in my inbox. My clients and I still email, but they know I'm available Monday through Friday, nine to five Eastern. I do not answer them on the weekends. I do not answer them in the evening. Even if I were to read something in the evening and want to reply, I schedule it out so that it goes to them at 8 a.m. the next day, because I don't want them breaking those boundaries, even if I'm breaking my boundaries. (laughs) Um, So I think if you've got fires and feel like you cannot close your email, we probably should look at some other things around that. Um, But then really just going through and purging and doing like an inbox detox, completely getting rid of stuff you don't need. Um, I actually have like a process that I go through. I really just go through and I basically do like email bankruptcy and delete everything as much as possible. Right. And then I really want to discourage stuff from coming in because that's the problem too, is that we all sign up for things. We want to be on newsletters. We want to download freebies. Um, that was honestly one of the pivot points for me. And I think why I was able to scale so quickly because I stopped downloading information and I actually started taking action. So, um, those emails then pile up and we have to start unsubscribing from stuff that's not providing value anymore. Um, so really just like purging constantly and discouraging new stuff from coming in is huge. I love that. I always talk about this concept of, you know, I'm going to use Bed Bath & Beyond and Michael's. Yes. (laughs) Craft store and Bed Bath & Beyond. 
Nobody at Bed Bath & Beyond is thinking at the corporate office, is this too many emails to send? They just no. send them. <laughs> they and just keep on sending. <laughs> yeah, same thing with Michael's. And a lot of times I I do shop at those two stores, so nothing against them. If, if you shop there, I also shop with you. Yeah. But a lot of times the stuff that they're sending has good stuff but I don't need all the stuff that they're sending. And so one of the things that I did is I created a folder for Bed Bath & Beyond and for Michael's and I filter them right to that folder. And right now my Bed Bath & Beyond folder has a thousand emails unread in it. And I don't care. (laughs) But when I walk into the Bed Bath & Beyond store and I need that latest coupon, I know exactly where to go. Or if I'm looking at my Michael's rewards, you know, and I need to know how much money I have in that, I know exactly what folder to go into. And so I know that sometimes people have a hard time letting go of some of those subscriptions because they're like, I do need this once in a while, but you don't need a thousand Bed Bath & Beyond emails every day to clog up your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, inbox is the, one of the biggest things that I think it's, it's so, so I used to organize houses, right? So I saw clutter, like physical clutter. And I think physical clutter has such a different effect than digital clutter, but I think digital clutter is almost worse because you can't physically see it and know that it needs to be organized as you can with physical clutter. And it just, it, both of them are going to completely bog down your mind and completely bog down creativity and productivity and being able to get stuff done. Um, so really just deleting things that, you know, do not provide you value anymore. Um, I think a lot of people have attachment to that. They're like, but I signed up for their list. Like, I don't want to unsubscribe. And I'm like, if it's just piling up in your inbox and you're not reading it anyways, like you're not doing them a service of being on their email list and you're not getting value. So we need to just get it out of your way. And that's what it's really about is freeing up your physical, mental space so you can perform the best and live the lifestyle that you want to live. So if your goals have slipped past or you're struggling with all the things that get in the way, I hope this conversation has really helped you. Now, I would love for you to tell our listeners how they can work with you um, and get in touch. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we really just believe that systems and routines are self-care for your business and and your life, honestly, by having these things in place, it really just does allow you to simplify and be more intentional and actually reach those goals. So we actually, uh, we work with our clients in two different ways. We have a business spa day only it stands for systems and process systems, processes, and automations. Um, and then we also have our group coaching program called hustle to flow. Um, both of those are, we do a lot of the same things. The hustle to flow program is more for a newer entrepreneur who kind of just wants some handholding and coaching and um, group coaching mastermind type of thing, uh, versus the spa VIP days for more of the seasoned business owner that needs us to come in and do it. So, um, those are both of the ways that we kind of work with people, but we also have a free productivity pod community where entrepreneurs and business owners can come hang out. And we have lots of productivity tips. We have a coffee chat monthly. We've got a happy hour and we also have an office hours where you can come and pick my brain. So, um, and then we've got the podcast, you know, all the ways to find us, (laughs) um, but probably the best place to hang out is the productivitypodcommunity.co or brittanyandco.consulting over on Instagram. 
Absolutely. Check out Brittany if you are struggling with all the things and have her help you get back on track so that you can truly live the life that you desire. Because life is so much more than checking email at the end of the year. (laughs) So Brittany, thank you so much for being my guest. And it's been such a great conversation. And you've really filled our listeners with some tactical things that they can implement right away. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.